There's simply no better place to get all the news on the Big Ten Conference than with Nate Dickinson and the Locked On Big Ten Podcast. Follow the Locked On Big Ten Podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. On today's episode, we are joined by David Klein of SpartanHoops.com to talk about Jackson Kohler. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Tuesday, Spartan fans. Hope you're uh, still enjoying railing from the uh, 38-17 win over the Miami Hurricanes. That's right. It is Tuesday, September 21st, and we are back talking about basketball for today's episode. That's right. Jackson Kohler commits over the weekend to make it recruit commit number two for the 2022 class. So, yeah, for the first time in a long time, we're going to be talking uh, some basketball today, and we will... uh, not miss a beat with football starting once again tomorrow. Uh, we will be having Stephen Brooks of 24-7 Sports on, front of the program, Stephen Brooks that is. Uh, we will break down the Nebraska game on Thursday and then Friday, with, you know, keys to the game. We'll have a little bit of fun, betting segment. So that's what we have for the rest of the week here on the Locked on Spartans podcast. Your team, five days a week. That's right, we do this Monday through Friday. I'm your host, Matt Sheehan, and if you ever have any questions, comments, Need life advice, slice, however you want to slice it. Uh, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the best way to reach me, or on Twitter at Sheehan underscore sports. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good today. My voice is uh, is back for the most part, I believe. Uh, still haven't come down from the, the high of the game on Saturday. Uh, there, There is nothing like being at a road venue watching your team win. Let me tell you that. If, if you're ever fortunate enough to go follow the Spartans and even more fortunate to watch them win and even more and more fortunate to see them win a game that they really weren't supposed to, um, God, that's awesome, man. It's, not, not every passionate fan gets to go to road games, but all, ga- all fans that go to road games are full of passionate fans. You know what I'm saying? It's like everyone down there, diehard Spartans. So it was awesome. Great vibes. All the Spartans around me were fantastic. Speaking of diehard, I had two awesome guys sitting behind me from North Carolina that flew down Saturday morning to the Miami game and then was flying back 9 p.m. that same day. So you talk about loving your Spartans. Uh, that that embodies it right there, man. So, no, I had an awesome, awesome time with those two fine gentlemen. Um, all game. All game. God, just living and dying with every single drive together. And, man, can't wait to do it all again Saturday. Stripe the stadium, too. Stripe the stadium. You've probably seen it on social media 485,000 times. But I will uh, add one more to you. If you're in an odd section for this Saturday's game or in the student section, wear white. If you're in an even section at Spartan Stadium, wear green. How easy is that? Pretty simple. So that's uh, that's the rundown. Just wanted to pass the message along because it always looks sick when you know, the, the woodshed is striped, as the, the coaching staff is calling it. That's right. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really all I've got here before this uh, nice little chat with our guy, Dave Klein, again, of SpartanHoops.com. And wait, without further ado, I, why am I wasting more time? Let's just get right to him. That's right. That is right. Friend of the program, strapping gentleman, scholar, the man behind SpartanHoops.com. That's right. Dave Klein in the house, holding his baby son, which is, we got two guests on the podcast right now. This is great, but uh, 
DK, I'm just going to ask you, uh, how are you doing? I don't, you know, you can speak for your son too. How's he doing? I'm good, man. I appreciate you letting me on. Little man is just sitting here uh, causing all sorts of chaos in the background. So I got him in my arms, but I think I think we're going to be good to go. I've got him quiet now. So Hey, we persevere, baby. That's right. Uh, just just like the players uh, playing in front of the Izzo and a rowdy student section, sometimes you just got to do a interview with a, with a little baby. It's very apples to apples. It's very comparable, I would say, in my opinion, at least. A hundred percent. I mean, we're relentless on the podcast here. There's nothing we can do about love that. So. Love that. Love that. <laughs> just drinking the Mel Tucker Kool-Aid, the Thomas of Kool-Aid. I love this baby. So we are uh, we are gathered here on this beautiful Monday. This episode comes out Tuesday to talk about Jackson Kohler. That's right. I'm talking about none other than the four-star prospect, ranked number 67 overall in the 24-7 sports composite. Uh, the number 11 power forward in the country. And DK, you did just awesome work on SpartanHoops.com about his game and everything. Uh, go to SpartanHoops.com for more detailed breakdown. But point blank, what 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 should we be loving about his game and his commitment to Michigan State? I know it's such a broad question, but... No, no, I, I think it's a good question because middle of July, I wrote a piece just regarding Michigan State recruiting for the cycle, and I said it was gut check time. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, the top three targets that they had in their sights were all looking like leans elsewhere. That ended up happening. You know, Terrace Reed commits to Michigan. Jaden Shute commits to Duke and Isaac Trout goes to Virginia. I do think that those were the top three guys on the board. Um, so how do you kind of bounce back from that? And I think the commitment from Trey Holloman was a really good start. We discussed that on the podcast a few weeks yeah. back. Um, and then they ended up taking the reunion weekend. And I wrote an article just generally about how the way that Michigan State basketball has begun marketing and advertising both the players and Coach Izzo and the brand has, to me, just taken such a step forward. And then we see with the Matt Ishbia, you know, $500 stipend for both the football and the basketball players, it just appears to me that Michigan State is taking the step forward into the future, one that maybe I had a little bit of question regarding some yeah. of Tomazo's kind of old school thought. And so we saw with this reunion weekend where everybody and, you know, their mom came to the football game. They had all of the guys that are current NBA players come back. They mentored the kids. They scrimmaged with them. And Jackson Kohler uh, came for that visit and was blown away by all accounts. And I think going forward, this obviously has to be a recruiting tool. Um, but just the general visit really just, just showed him the family atmosphere, which is how Michigan State has always kind of pitched the program. Um, so I think that it's going to be a really good fit. Now, in terms of like actual game style, he's 6'9", 230 pounds. He's got a 6'11 wingspan, so not super, super plus, but reasonably so. Um, really, really fundamental back-to-the-basket player. He's got a face-up game. I trust the jumper. I just think all around, if you're kind of looking at potential fit for what this roster needed, uh, probably needed a little assistance coming on the front court. You look at, you know, Malik Hall entering his upperclassman years. Joey Hauser possibly, you know, could be his last year. Bingham again, maybe it's his last year. And then you have a couple guys in the upperclassmen. So they definitely needed a big man as the primary need for this class. And he kind of addresses, you know, maybe both the four and five position for Michigan State. Yeah. Okay. So he does stretch out to both the four and the five is, is kind of what you gather from his game, because I, this is total recency bias, or I guess recency worry, but the, the fives have been just fives lately, like Kithier, Marble, Sissoko, Bingham. They can't really play four. So like, this isn't the, the case here with Jackson. 
Yeah, I think that maybe his best position at college will be the center just because I think that with his current lateral foot speed, I'm a little bit concerned about him maybe guarding out on the perimeter. That's something that I think that he can uh, have some help with in the right weight room program, in the white conditioning program, which mm-hmm. Michigan State has really shown the capability of developing guys. I think he can get stronger. I think he can get a little quicker. Um, but we did see a little bit last year, maybe some of the question marks with Joey Hauser's foot speed when he got caught on the perimeter, a super skilled guy, but maybe somebody you don't want to be guarding in space for 20, 30 minutes per game. So that's probably yeah. the one largest concern that I have. He's capable of playing in the pick and pop game. He's capable of facing off, you know, from the elbow and beyond. So I think that you like the skill set that he brings offensively to me. He can play either position. But in the end, I would say maybe defensively he's best suited to maybe get a little bit stronger and then just be a little bit comfortable. Because if you have him at the five, kind of what they tried to do last year in spots, but it was not successful because Joey Hauser was not strong enough to defend that position. But they tried to get a bunch of guys on the floor that could play. They wanted to stretch out the center space. And if you look at maybe kind of what like EJ Liddell did to Kofi Coburn last year in the Illinois game where they had a guy that could face up and kind of hit that mid-range jumper. And Kofi was basically played off the floor because Liddell stretched him out. To me, that's kind of what Kohler can bring where he can provide maybe a little bit of a mismatch to the center position where he's drawing these guys that are seven feet out of the paint, creating a little more room for everybody else and being able to knock down some shots. Plus the post game is as good and as skilled from a high school player that I've seen in the last few years of just generally looking at recruits. He's very, very offensively polished in that regard. And so maybe some of the athletic limitations, which would concern you in in spots are kind of made up for just how skilled he is. We will be back in a hot second with our guy DK, but first need to talk to you beautiful, beautiful people about prize picks. That is right. Talking to you, college football fanatics, have you guys ever heard of Prize Picks? Well, if you haven't, guess what? You're about to for about the next minute here. Uh, it is daily fantasy made easy. I love it, and I know you will too. They are the leader in uh, college sports daily fantasy because, well, they offer more college football props than anyone in the world. They also offer all the star players of the Power Five as well as the mid-major players that you might have never even heard of. That's the beauty of college football, isn't it? Just Find that diamond in the rough that plays for some Sun Belt team. God, the best. The best. Uh, Prize Picks offers any prop you could think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. And all you fine people that deposit right now and use promo code LOCKDOWN will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So, that's exactly how do you play. Well, you're going to pick two to five players in an over or under for their projected stats, and you could win up to 10 times what you put in on any entry. It is just you against the projected numbers. You're not going up against anyone else. It is just you against the hard, solid number. That's right. And best of all, this could be done in 60 seconds or less. Very fast app. Very, very fast. And go to the App Store or Google Play and download this amazing daily fantasy sports app. Prize picks, also safe and fast withdrawals almost totally forgot about that my apologies but yes safe and fast withdrawals because who wants to just wait around like three five days to get their cash like a lot of other daily fantasy sports Mm-mm. no 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 no, not me so do not hesitate check out pricepicks.com or go to your app store and download the app today price picks is daily fantasy just made easy guys 
And also, I need to talk to you fine folks about rockauto.com. Rockauto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, oh, does your Honda Civic need a, a, a bleep blooper? Sure, dude. I don't know. I, I know nothing about cars. I, I'm not a car person at all. I barely know how to fill up gas in, in my own vehicle. Um, but luckily, you don't have to be a car person when it comes to rockauto.com because the family-owned, family-operated business is here to take care of you like they have inherited you into your family. That's right. You have just been adopted by rockauto.com whenever you go to their website. That's right. It says that right here in the ad read. Uh, save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? You would only do it if you were a big circus clown. But odds are, you're not a circus clown. You're a very smart person. So you do go to rockauto.com to save that cheddar. Like I said, guys, Rock Auto family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Prices are always reliably low for every customer and have everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, and gas pedals. So go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. And this is back to Dave Klein of SpartanHoops.com. And as good as as he is on offense, like just like you're saying earlier, defense isn't, in your opinion, too far off. I mean, obviously Michigan State has a pretty solid strength conditioning program that can't hurt. But are there any building blocks that you see there defensively, or is it going to be a total tear down a rebuild for for how he rolls on the defensive no end. i think that he shows decent length he has decent timing instincts um from okay. what i've seen on you know the limited film that i've been able to review that's just out there i do think getting him out in space on the perimeter to me he's more of what we would call like a drop coverage big where they set a screen the big man sets a screen and what you do is you kind of drop him back into the middle of the paint rather than have him up high hedging on the screen. Because when you do that, you expose him to maybe a little quickness from the guards that you don't want to sure. see. Um, so, again, it kind of depends on some of the matchups there. I, get, I think he can increase some of the lateral foot speed and get a little bit quicker. Uh, but that just remains to be seen. I would like to see this year he's playing at Southern California Academy. Uh, another recruit, actually, that Michigan State's recruiting very high up on the board. Number one, in my opinion, is Braylon Green from that class. So he's going to get to play at a little higher level um, of basketball out there. And I think we're going to get to see him against a little bit better athlete and we'll have a better feel for him after his senior year of how comfortable he's going to be kind of defending in space and where he goes from there. But in terms of the post with a guy who's had that much footwork and that much practice scoring on guys of all sorts, I'm sure that you saw in some of the clips I had where he's given buckets to Chet Holgram. You know, yeah. a guy who's going to go top three in the NBA draft this next year, and he's getting him on up and under moves and scoring on him. I think that just shows you that if you're crafty enough with the pump fake, you're crafty with stuff, uh, you're going to find a way to score. And then the reverse side of that is if you know how to score, 
then what you're trying to do is take away guys' options defensively. And so if you have a high basketball IQ, I think positionally he can be better. And unlike maybe some of the guys that we saw, like with Kithier and Hopper, I do think that he has the frame to be strong enough to defend the center spot uh, against a, a pretty large variety of matchups in the Big Ten. And people love playing the comparison game, you know, like just, oh, yeah. who does this player remind you of? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that you actually uh, wrote in SpartanHoops.com, Ethan Happ is your comparison. Is there any, like, Spartans, too, that you think it closely resembles at all? Oh, that's always kind of a tough question. Yeah, because I, they haven't really had, like, a pure back-to-the-basket guy since maybe Nick Ward. Uh, Nick Ward really just wanted to get to his left hand, and he didn't, you know, he didn't really have a counter move. Jackson has basically every counter move in the book. He can go left, he can go right, he can go over either shoulder. He gets back to wherever he wants to go. Uh, But maybe something in that mold where a guy you know you're going to be able to dump the ball into and and get a good look. And I did did compare him to Ethan Hatt from Wisconsin, from those who remember him. He's one of the only six players in the NCAA who have uh, 2,000 points, 1,000 boards, and 400 assists. And I think that Kohler can kind of fill in some of that. I, I don't know if he ever reaches that because, uh, you know, Hap was started and basically played all four years at a very consistent level. But what he does have that Hap never had is a really nice stroke. He's got a little turnaround mid-range jumper that he can pull out. And he's also a guy to me that I'm buying the three-point shot. He shoots it above okay. the head, so he almost releases it at like seven foot. It almost looks like a little bit of like a dirt shot where he's got it much higher over his head. Really quick release. I'm buying that he's like a mid to high 30% shooter uh, during the course of his career. So I think that that's just another wrinkle to his game that if he is playing some of the center spot and he's drawing these guys out, if he, you know, playing alongside maybe a rim protecting guy that can maybe cover up some of his warts there and playing the power forward spot, knocking down some shots in the pick and pop. I think he just offers some versatility to the lineup. And again, after Michigan State missed on kind of the one option that they had at center and there really wasn't Mm -hmm. looking like there was going to be a replacement, I think you have to really credit the staff for identifying him, which they did in kind of late part of the cycle. They offered him September 1st. They got him on campus September 11th, and they've sealed the deal September 19th. I mean, 20-day turnaround for that. And I was a little concerned. I was really concerned about the way that this class was headed and to see this type of bounce back, I think is extremely encouraging. I think at the very least, they've set the floor for this ceiling. Uh, I'm sorry, floor for this class. So that Mm -hmm. regardless of what happens, you have to add a body or two in the transfer portal. You got like a one-two guy, a guy that can play the point guard or kind of the off-ball position. And then you got a guy that can kind of play the five, four for you. So you've kind of covered a couple of bases with some of the versatility. You really want to wing in this class. And Ty Rogers is kind of that last guy on the board for Michigan state that they're looking at to maybe potentially fill uh, the spot. No doubt. And I, I want to get to the rest of the class here in a little bit, but really quick, uh, just one more on Jackson. Do you think he's an instant contributor? I mean, obviously, yeah, basketball, everyone's going to have to contribute at least a little bit as a freshman, if they're worth their salt, especially, but how much of a contributor, I guess, do you think Jackson could be here? So that's a bit of a loaded question because does Bingham come back for a fifth year? Um, That is probably up there. Does Joey Hauser stay another year? That's a question mark. And then what does Maddie Sissoko and Julius Marble look like this year? I think that maybe that's even the larger question because I have a feeling that probably Bingham's done unless for some reason he's on the cusp of the NBA and they're saying like, come back one more year and we can put you in it somehow. 
you know, we always kind of thought as fans that maybe the red shirt year for him would have done wonders. Well, he has that ability now with COVID to be able to have an actual red shirt year for a fifth year. So if he comes back, I think that maybe Kohler has a little bit more limited playing time. If he doesn't, Julius Marvel and Matty Sissoko will probably have never played more than 10 to 12 minutes in any given year up to this point. So while they'll be upperclassmen, neither one of them are really proven commodities. And I think that if you're looking at what he can provide as a back-to-the-basket score, which Michigan State, again, has not had since 2019 when Nick Ward departed, I think that he is a guy that can instantly come in. If you're asking me to guess the minutes, have to see kind of the roster fit there. But I think that, you know, if it's Marble, Sissoko, and him kind of in that center position, and Hauser for some reason leaves so he could play some spot minutes at the power forward, there's no reason to me that he couldn't play 10 or 15, maybe even more, depending on how good he looks, you know, his freshman year. No doubt. And so Shut, Trout, just to go along with the rest of the recruiting class, Shut, Trout, Reed, they go elsewhere. Um, things are looking bleak right now. So a few weeks ago, before Kohler was even offered, Scale of like one to 10, one being I feel horrible, 10, we just got a dream team class. Like, how are you feeling about the 2022 class before any of this transpired? Man. Um, it was not good. I can tell you, you that. Say before before Holloman committed or after? Sure. Even before Holloman. Yeah. Let's go back that far. Yeah. yeah. If it was before Holloman committed, I was feeling at about like a two or three. I thought this class yeah. was in dire danger. After mm-hmm. you stacked a 2021 class, a top 10 class, you got two guys that I'm as high as maybe anyone they've recruited in a long while. Um, and, and Jaden Akins and Max Christie, that's still a pretty high on Pierre Brooks long-term as well. Sure. And, and if Izzo really only has four to five years left, three to four years left, we really don't know the answer to that question. I think that'll probably be figured out kind of as we go. But if that's the window, if we're saying it's that, you have absolutely got to stack classes to be able to give yourself a shot at another national championship, to give yourself a shot at another final four. And so to kind of fall on your face in a class right after you hit a top 10 one, I would have been really, really disappointed. And now again, I think at the very least you've set the floor. If you land Ty Rogers in this class, to me, it's probably a solid B, maybe hovering on a B plus class. I think he really would probably be maybe the, gem of the class in terms of instant contribute uh, player for next season, given the way that he defends and given just his general mentality, he can play probably a little bit of the small forward, maybe best suited as the power forward. But again, a guy that's going to give you some versatility because he can play either position. And he's a guy that I think instantly kind of brings some of that dog mentality, which both Holloman and Kohler do. So I think it would be a really kind of gritty OKG class that we've seen. Maybe not as high upside as the one that we just saw, but a nice foundational baseline that kind of continues building what Michigan State has always done, which is developing guys that in a few years can really be good players in the Big Ten. We will be back in a hot second, but first need to talk to you fine folks about betonline.ag. That's right, betonline.ag. We are back and better than ever as all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the field to start another football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this fall. With the new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That is double your initial deposit just for signing up. Easy as that. But don't just... uh, don't just do it and not do the promo code. you got to do the promo code. 
Promo code NFL100. That's all one word, NFL100, to unlock that 100% welcome bonus. From football to basketball to boxing to golf, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. It, speaking of Ty Rogers, too, I believe he was on that visit, too, with Jackson Kohler over that September 11th weekend. Is that right? That's correct. It, it's, so it's here for that. Yeah. And then in a span, I believe Justin Thin reported in a span of six days after he came, the staff went and visited him twice, I think at least once in his home. And then they landed the official visit again, I think in part because of that reunion weekend where he felt some of the love. They've really been amping up some of the pressure on him. I still don't know what to make of his recruitment. It has been all over the place. He's taken visits all over. This is probably one of the stranger ones that I've seen from an in-state kid that had offers from Michigan and Michigan State. It just never seemed 100% like his interest has been there. Do they end up with him? I don't really know that, but I think the official visit, which I believe is October 2nd, so not this weekend, but the next coming up, um, I think that they're going to really try their best to push him on on just what he would be to this program and what he would be as an instant fit. I think mentality-wise, the way that he plays, his style of play, to me, the two programs that made the most sense were Michigan State and Houston, and he cut Houston from that list. So the the, the way that they play defensively, kind of like a gritty, in-the-trenches D guy, and he really, really had a nice AAU season where he made an impact and really looked good defending a lot of high-level players and kind of just being a glue piece. To me, maybe he offers like maybe a little more upside as a Malik Hall type guy where he's a little longer. He's going to play multiple positions. He's going to be able to defend. He can kind of score in a variety of ways. His jumper is the one question for him, his ability to be able to stretch it out from deep. If he can find that somewhere along the way in college, I think he's a pro, uh, but it really just depends. Can he hone that jumper or not? Yeah, right on. How genius is it to have those guys up for – alumni reunion weekend like you got Draymond Green there you got Miles Bridges Denzel Valentine I, I'm leaving out a ton of names but like Gary Harris how, Travis how do you Harris, say no to that how doesn't Jackson Kohler commit like how how wouldn't Ty Rogers have us at the top of his list like god what a what a sensational event to, to have for recruits man I wish they had it earlier with like shut trout reading all that but hey I, water I the think the goal point. was to try to get them back on campus for that weekend and they committed beforehand and and that's a shame yeah. because that sure. kind of weekend and the power of bringing all your alumni back when like seven eight nine dudes are in the nba and you're bringing them back and like sharing war yeah. stories playing pickup basketball with jaron jackson <laughs> right. Draymond green like some of these guys that are going to have long-standing careers i just think that that experience must have been unbelievable Tell me what kind of program across the country has ever done that. You know, Duke, right. Duke right. claims the brotherhood. When's the last time Zion or RJ Barrett came back to Duke to like say, hey, come on, like recruits? I guess they don't need it. Obviously, their brand is still extremely yeah, right, so right. Landed another five star guy today. But the point remains that all the programs that preach family and talk about it, Michigan State's always walked the walk. And that weekend to me was a perfect encapsulation of what the program was really about. It has got to be a recruiting tool going forward. I would have liked to see 10 kids, seven kids on campus for that. I think they need to make an event every year and all the high priority targets need to be invited for that. And just like, this is what the whole thing is about right here. And if you want to be part of this, great. 
Zero doubt about that, man. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a no-brainer, in my opinion. I mean, logistically, okay, probably a little tough to do it, especially with kids committing anywhere between last minute and as soon as possible, but I digress, yeah. Really quick, before I get you out of here, yeah, let's go back to a name that you brought up earlier in the 2023 class, Braylon Green, uh, going to be teammates with Jackson Kohler next season over in Southern California. D- like... Does this make an impact, like, being high school teammates with, with a kid for a year? Or is this, like, I don't know, because, like, this always happens. Like, La Lu, La Luminere is a powerhouse, a Sunrise Academy, or uh, Mont Verde. Like, they always have these dynamite kids, but they all disperse to different places. So, like, the, should us as state fans get excited about that they are teammates? Or is this just not really – it's just semantics to – yeah, so I think that you should. Having somebody in your ear yeah. who's chirping about the program, talking about the program, it can never hurt, right? So I think you start from there. Michigan yeah. State has made Braylon Green the number one priority in this class. He came and visited this summer, um, like almost immediately when the free period opened. Then he went out to California where he's going to begin his senior year. Again, it's an absolute shame that Michigan, you know, MHSA basketball is such a – terrible spot, no shot clock, won't let the kids go out the state to play. You know, there's really no prep right. school. I'm not counting Yipsy Prep as a prep school to really speak of. So I, I think that the Michigan high school athletics needs to do a better job of stepping into the future because there's talent from the state that constantly is leaving. And I think it's a real crime. So when he committed to Southern California, I was a little bit worried about it. There's rumors that he right. may be actually visiting this weekend again, and there's supposed to be an official visit for UM Michigan. So I, I've been trying to track it down because it would be interesting if he would fly back and forth two times in like the same month, right. basically. Or so I, I have to see about that. I think maybe it came from like the some of the message boards and stuff, and I haven't been able to confirm if that's true. I saw like a reporting from uh, one of the sites, a recruiting site, that he's supposed to take an official visit to Michigan State. Um, for Michigan, Michigan State weekend, which I think would obviously be a very big recruiting tool. I think a lot of guys will still come back for that. It's going to be a crazy weekend. Um, So yeah, I'm I'm very curious to see. I like that he's come back this early in the in the recruitment to come multiple times to the school. It just feels like the fit is really good. I haven't really seen anybody jump into the recruitment that has like really concerned me. And I think that he's mm-hmm. going to blow up this summer. He's he's a guy that, yeah. to me, similar to Jay, Jay Nakins, can do a little bit of everything, like explosive shot creator, um, and a guy that's kind of physical at the rim, too. Like, he's he's a five-star stud, and I, I think he's a future pro, too. And if you somehow bring him in and make him part of this class, and then just, like, God willing, Jay Nakins is a junior when he comes in, like a backcourt of those two. Oh, Talk to me. Let's <laughs> go. Talk to me dirty. <laughs> I I really think that he's the guy above all I would like to see come from the class. But kind of looking at 22 where you set a nice foundation and then some of the guys that they're after in 23, again, offer some higher term upside, maybe some more NBA upside than what they had in possibly this class. And so it's Mm -hmm. nice to kind of go NBA driven. Then you have a foundational class where you can see mostly four year players. Then you mix in a couple couple of your guys who may be NBA pros again. Uh, the Xavier Booker, who also was part of the reunion weekend, is like a 6'11 lefty big man, kind of in the same mold of an Adrian Payne or a Jaron Jackson. Fluid, can shoot it, can dunk yeah. it, like pretty freak athlete all around. Uh, again, like if they can land a couple of these guys where you have a higher upside athletic mixed in with some foundational guys, that's what really starts getting me excited about 
you know, potentially getting another crack at a final four and seeing if he can get over the hump and spear that white whale before he retires. Right on. So we've been talking for a little over 20 minutes here, and you're still holding your infant son completely speechless the entire time. Does he have any takes he wants to get off his chest right now or, or no? No, he got him all off his chest for like the two hours before this, so I appreciate <laughs> it. He will be coming to you live at some point. I'll be getting him on film early. We'll be sure, getting sure. the jumper in. You know, I'm going to be harsh on him, though. When I'm when I'm evaluating him, I got to be as harsh, you know, coming oh, yeah. out. I'll, the, the, my fault, you know, if the jumper isn't perfect, it's going to be my fault 100%. So. No, oh, it falls squarely on you. Yeah, make no mistake. I was going to ream you out after a 2039 game in, in the non-conference against <laughs> Oakland. And started, I'll tell you what, his dad, whack coach. <laughs> oh, Man, DK, God, that's funny. You're the best, DK. Always love having you on. Such a just a beautiful Spartan basketball mind on, on, those, on those shoulders right there, man. So thanks a ton. Once again, guys, SpartanHoops.com. Guy's name's Dave Klein. Just simply the best. Simply the best, man. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. Really appreciate it. And another massive, massive thank you for our Jackson Kohler breakdown from SpartanHoops.com's Dave Klein. Just a awesome guy all around. And, yeah, like I said, great basketball mind and knows uh, the, the Spartan program and what it takes to keep that engine running inside and out. Uh, tomorrow we will be back talking gridiron. We'll have Stephen Brooks, friend of the program of 24-7 Sports, in to talk about what happened last week against Miami, what's coming up this week against Nebraska. Uh, do we like calling Spartan Stadium the woodshed? Uh, we'll, we'll bebop around, as we usually do with Steven, if you've heard our episodes before. Always a good time. Uh, but until then, betting on the Spartans doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Lockdown Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks. Blowout specials, Ron Team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Lockdown Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you beautiful people get your podcast. All right, two days down, three to go until the game day. Go Green.